All right, there's the music. We're back for episode 18. Episode 18 in technically week 19 now. Yes. Because we did unfortunately miss last week. But episode one of 2022. This is true. It's new beginnings here. So we new don't have to get caught up in the past if, if, if you don't want to. Nope, new year. It's kind of your fault though. Eh, kind of. Not, well, kind of not really. <laughs> kind of not really. Kind of not really. Yeah, man, that, what is it, Omicron? Omicron. Just, uh... You caught the Rona? It's just taking names. Dude. It is taking names It right is now. checking its list twice, that's for sure. Like, you, you can't go anywhere. Like, you look at all the sports leagues right now, everybody's on the COVID list. Mm-hmm. Uh, health, I'm sorry, health and safety protocols. Oh, I'm going to call it the COVID list. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's running rampant right now. Yeah, we, uh... Our little household didn't feel so great uh, Christmas Day. So how'd you guys get it? Do you know? I don't know. Um, there was. It could be anywhere. I mean, honestly, like touching a door handle could probably <laughs> get it for you right now. Oh like, man, I don't. I don't really know. We we didn't really do a whole lot. Like I might have got it from work. We had a number of people mm-hmm. at the radio station test positive. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It could have been a restaurant. Could well, and, have been. It, and it definitely feels different than, say, I don't know, eight or nine months ago when the cases weren't nearly as widespread. Right. And so, like, the the like, the like memory of contact tracing, you'd be like, oh, this is probably where I got it. But, I mean, it's holiday season. Yeah. You're seeing a bunch of people, and everyone's coming down with it at the same time. Because, like, like, you aren't the only people that I know right. that had it. Yeah, it feels like everybody knows more people now than maybe they did in the last year and a half. Yeah. Yep. In the last couple of months. So, yeah, I mean, it might not even have been me. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Who knows, man? Uh, it could have been from the schools. Like, I don't know. I don't know where it came from, where it originated from, but, but you guys are feeling okay. Yeah. We got it at like the exact same time. Yeah. Like the, the exact night we were like, man, my throat's kind of itchy. Hmm. And then the next day it was like just a little bit of, drainage and you know it wasn't anything too bad yeah i think it was the 26 because it was a sunday okay and i was sitting there trying to watch nfl and my body was just sore yeah like i was just i didn't want to move like it wasn't like hurting but it was like eh, i don't really want to get up if i don't have to because everything just aches so i i napped on and off throughout that whole isn't, NFL isn't that day. common like flu symptom too the body aches. Like I've the... I've never experienced that. Okay, but I also haven't really gotten the flu that much. I don't think. Mm. But I haven't experienced body aching like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, this isn't good, because we did a home test. When was it? I guess it would have been Christmas Eve, maybe, because we were getting ready to like go to family events. Yeah. And so we did a home test, and I was like, I don't even know how reliable they are. But we did them, and they both came up positive like immediately. It was like, wait 15 minutes. It was like 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> the lines were already popping up. I was like, well, that's not good because I don't think the line's going to go away in 15 minutes. Yeah, and I remember I remember seeing y'all's message. Like, what was it, the next day? No, was it- that was like 10 minutes later. Okay, okay. We took the test, and then I messaged everybody. I was like, yeah. uh. Just a heads up. Yeah. I remember seeing that, and like, I immediately started looking for tests well, that was like two days later yeah so when okay christmas eve was on a friday yeah yeah we saw each other on wednesday yep and we did the podcast no, no. in between yeah we did it on thursday yeah yeah so I, yeah because that's right because i was around you guys twice 
two separate events yeah, essentially back to back days yeah and so like when i saw that i was like oh no yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was like that thursday we were both kind of like and i ended up rocking a cold uh the following week like in between christmas and, and, new, and new year's and i thought it would be covid just because it might have been and but i never tested positive and so i mean it's possible false negative who knows man yeah we had the home test we we've tried to Dude, figure I couldn't out find any yeah there's no way especially when we were trying to do it on christmas eve oh geez because christmas wasn't gonna happen yeah and then by the time you know 26 27 throws around who knows but yeah so we did the home test it came up positive so we we're like okay we're not gonna do anything i guess so we ended up not going anywhere yeah uh we kind of did a, a virtual white elephant with my family okay over like facetime uh-huh um so we did that but yeah, we ended up not going anywhere, doing anything, which was fine, but... A you quiet know. quiet holiday season. Yeah. So we did our stuff here, but yeah, it kind of sucked. And we ended up getting uh, tested the next Wednesday. I think it was like the 28th, and there were a ton of people online. And so we went at like 2 o'clock. We go through the line. We actually have to swab ourselves and put it back in the Ziploc baggie or whatever, and mm-hmm. then they, they take it. They was s- that like the saliva sample? No. It was, that was the nose? It was nose, but okay. like you didn't have to like stick it up to your brain. Mm-hmm. It was just whatever. They just said- You, you weren't know, doing a lobotomy. Right. They were like, just as far of, as comfortable as you are. So we did that, but th- they said, oh, we'll have the results by five. Really? And I'm thinking, wow, in like three or four hours, you're going to have all of these tests? Like, no way. And they were like- yeah, well, uh, if you hear something, you're positive. If you don't hear anything, you're fine. So at this point, it's been five or six days, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so five o'clock rolls around, we don't hear anything. Like, I guess I guess we're okay, right? So the next day, I was like, we had two more home tests. So I was like, okay, we'll take those the next day. They weren't. They didn't take us long to show positive. They were very light, and I was uh-huh. like, I don't know if they're positive or negative or what because it was very iffy yeah um but we also didn't hear back yeah well then we hear back the next day no yesterday and today what they emailed us the results we'll have them by five yeah you mean the fifth of january right is that the five you were talking about it's been a week oh that's insane and they but i don't know like they emailed us and said oh yeah you can check and see but I guess they didn't do the rapid test like they hmm. thought they were. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. What a saga. So, But you guys are feeling good. Oh, yeah. We're fine now. But it's like, well, thanks for telling us now. Like, yeah. We're already going to be fine. Like, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. What a I mess. So I don't know what was positive, what was negative, but we probably had it. And just because of those fatigue and aches, like that, that's what really got me that day. After that, though, it was all good. So, yeah, that's why we missed last week. But we back. Something else that uh, I do feel is important to, mess, to, to mention, I should say. Um, since our last podcast on December 23rd, uh, we lost a brother of ours. Uh, Max Henry, rest in peace. Uh, good guy. Guy that we played softball with for, for a few years. Uh, tragic news over the, over the holidays. But, uh, yeah, that, know, one, that one hit me, man. Sending out the best wishes that we can to, to his wife and his son. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, to your point, like he was our age, man. Like, yeah, I didn't realize we were, he's like six months younger than me. Yeah. Cause he's like, 
the big, huge, burly dude, but mm-hmm. he's like big teddy bear. Gentle giant. Yes. And yeah, yeah when I saw that, because I wasn't super close to them or anything, you know, we play, I don't even know if I really ever played with him. But you'd see him a few times a week? Yeah, yeah. We'd talk and he's super nice. And, you know, I saw people posting about it. I think it was Saturday, maybe. Yeah. It was like right around New Year's. And I was like, wait a minute. Something happened, so I like texted you, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah. I think I think something happened." I was like, "Oh my god, man, that one really hit." So I got a text from Sheldon, and he's like, "Do you know what happened to Max?" And immediately I'm like, "Well, I only know of two that Sheldon mm-hmm. might know, and it's Willard and Henry." I doubt and he knows I, Max. And, and that was the thing. I was like, "Well, it can't be Willard." And so like I immediately log into Facebook because I'm like, "Well, it's probably all over." And I'm met with, I mean, like what? Just so soon. And so yeah. young and uh-huh. unexpected. Just and out of nowhere. Just a tragedy on all fronts, really. It really um, sucks. And yeah, I just, I felt, I felt the need to, to at least mention it, uh, put it out there that, you know, we're thinking of, of Melanie and Bo and as it's, you know, it's impossible to ask, but, uh, you know, hoping that they have a good 2022, you know, that's, that's the only thing I can do, right, is right. I can just try and send some good vibes their way and. But it, I mean, it's it's impossible, man. I mean, he was a good dude and a yeah. hell of a ball player. Surprisingly, right? I mean, he was a lefty who was like excelled at third base, right? And uh, yeah, he could play some mean mean corner hit infield. for average, hit for power. Had one of the strongest throwing arms in the league. I mean, just good dude, good talent, good guy, he had good the, teammate. He had like the easiest left-handed swing, and the ball would just jump. Oh, it was gone. Yeah, it's it's four hundred feet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. You, that's a guy you did not want to face with runners on. That's a guy you never wanted to see step up to the box. No. You, you knew you were in trouble. He was hitting 800, you know, hitting bombs every game. Yeah. Yeah, it really sucks. Well, I'm, I'm sure he's hitting bombs in the afterlife now. Oh, and, uh, for sure. For just, sure. Just, you know, so sad. But, I mean, to the earlier point, I mean, he was our age, man. Like, it... It really makes you think, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, life is short, you know, and I think back to the funeral that we attended a couple weeks ago and, you know, you start playing, like you start doing math in your head and, you know, it's like, how much time does, does any of us have left? And so, right. like, I, I think message that I've kind of started the new year thinking about a lot is, it's like, man, make the most of the time you got because you don't know when, when your time's right. up. I mean, it goes by fast. Mm-hmm. So, just... You know, to anybody who is experiencing tragedy, is experiencing loss, you know, just do what you can to keep your head up and just put that, you know, take that next step. Put your best foot forward and hope yeah. for the best because that's all any of us can do, man. Yeah, you don't know how much time you have, but you also don't know how much time others around you have. Exactly. You know, it works both ways. So just work out any any issues you have with anybody and just let it all air out because you never know the last time you're going to see somebody. It's true. All right, let's move on to some NFL because we missed a week. We did. And, you know, it was an unfortunate week to miss in Cowboy Nation <laughs> because they might have played the greatest game in the history of their franchise <laughs> in the regular season. So pretty good game. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were, they were so dominant. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to try and add some context here to kind of lighten the mood. So I play Madden. I, I play a lot of Madden. And like once you learn how the computer kind of 
plays coverage and like how the safeties play, you can abuse the living crap out of every defense that you face. And it doesn't matter how high the difficulty settings are. I remember going into halftime of my, of a Madden game, like the next week. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, I'm like, dude, the Cowboys were up by more than this. Yep. And and like, and I am crushing the team that I am facing. And I'm like, nope, not playing as well as the Cowboys (laughs) did against Washington. (laughs) What an insane game. I mean, what was it? 42 to 7 at half? Yeah. How does that even happen in an NFL game? And I remember listening to Collinsworth in the beginning. I didn't even watch the second half because it was over. Yeah. Uh, but in the beginning of the game, Collinsworth was talking about how Washington was like in the game with Dallas the first time. I'm like, no, they weren't. That was a dominant game, too, the first time until yeah. Dak threw that pick six. Yep, the pick six is the only thing that kept it close. And they had the long touchdown, I believe, in that game. Uh, Washington did to even make it somewhat close before that. But that was a dominant performance up until the fourth quarter. And then they really poured it on them. Yeah. uh, You know, a couple weeks ago. And really showed how much of a difference the Cowboys are to a team like Washington. Who has six or seven wins. And just completely dominated. And they had clinched the division before the game even started. Yep. And so Washington was the only team that, like, needed that win. Yes. You know, because the, the Cowboys, obviously, like, they were still competing for the one seed at the time. Right. But Washington was, like, they were alive in the playoff race before that game. Yep. And, like, if they be, if they win that game and then they win this past week, like, if they win out, that's a 10-7 and seven record. I think they held the final playoff spot going into that game. I think you're right. I think they were the seventh seed. Yeah, I think they were six and seven. But, man, yeah, that, was that game brutal. That was very brutal for Washington. Yeah. I guess the benches didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember hearing about that. <laughs> such such gamesmanship. They've been, they've been doing that now the last... Their last ever since the Cowboys brought their benches to Washington, yeah, all their road games since then they did it in New York, mm-hmm. uh, and they're gonna do it in Philly this week, I believe. So so weird, I, and and like, I don't understand why that hasn't been the norm forever. Like like, why do you use someone else's bench? Like if if you have your own bench that has its own perks and its own technology, yeah. like why when you go to another stadium. Like, why would you use someone else's bench? I guess you just assume it's an NFL team and it's good to go. But the only reason the Cowboys did it was because the Seahawks tipped them off that it may not be working. Yeah. And so the Cowboys brought theirs in. So I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. Then the Washington football team. What a crazy story. Has to uh, try to one up them. And so I was like, you know what? Washington hasn't won a game where a team brought in their own benches. (laughs) (laughs) That was their edge. (laughs) They have not won a game. They're like 0-3. Speaking of Washington, did you see what happened after the game when Jalen Hurts was walking into the tunnel? And the the barrier collapsed and like six or eight people or whatever like fell onto the field. How high up were they, you think? Like eight, ten feet? Uh, Six six feet? Yeah, probably closer to like five, six feet off the ground. But, I mean, they're like hurtling like head first towards the ground because they're all leaning over to try and high-five Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Like, thankfully, it didn't hit him. Oh, my God. On top of them falling down. Can you imagine if that like hits like the side of his leg, like a lineman rolling into you in the pocket? And his, like, knees just, like, ripped into shreds. Yeah. I mean, season's done. Is he ready to go by next year? Like, I mean, that could be that could have been a career-altering moment And they're for him. a playoff team. Yeah. So then you'd be without him. Which, 
Now Gardner Minshew played fantastic. Yeah. The game, the one game that he got to start, but because still. Hertz was out with was was Hertz on the COVID health um, protocols list that that game. I think he was just hurt. Yeah. I don't know. Hertz was just Hertz. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. He was hurting. Yeah. But yes, he could have seriously been hurt, and he played it off pretty cool in the moment. Yeah. Um, well, did you see that today? He actually sent a letter yeah. to the Washington Football Team and the NFL, following yeah. up, being like, "Way, hey, what?" Are you guys doing to make sure no. that that doesn't happen again? Now, I did see a photo today that they had zip ties on the <laughs> on the railing, but also they don't have any more games yeah. in the stadium. The, yeah, yeah, they have eight months to figure it out. Yes, so hopefully they can fix that and their sewage uh, situation. What a mess! <laughs> and get better benches. That stadium is. They need a new stadium, apparently, but they're getting a new name. They are getting a new name. Oh, has that been announced? Uh, next month. February 2nd, they're announcing it. Oh, so they're going to try and upstage the freaking Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, right, it's right like, before it. Like, come on. Like, what are you doing? Well, it's like 10 days before the Super Nobody Bowl. Nobody cares about you. <laughs> so, like, you're going to wait until the conference championship games are done, and between that and the Super Bowl, you're going to just throw it out there? Uh, That's so Yeah, dumb. pretty much. That's so stupid. Um, they're, uh, They think there might be a leak on the team name. They think it uh, because somebody went and just Googled or, I don't know, just typed in Washington Admirals. And it takes you to their team It redirected website. to the football team's website. Interesting. So you think they're going to be the Admirals? If that's correct, unless somebody bought that domain and redirected it <laughs> just as a prank. Well, I, there was that guy a couple years ago who bought like 40 possible team names. That's true, yes. Just hoping to sell one of them to Washington. Yeah, I, yeah, I need to look back on that and see if he bought the Admirals. Hmm. But, but I, I thought for sure it would be like the Commanders or maybe the Brigade. Those yeah. were two of the finalists. But I really wanted it to be the Presidents because I think that's hilarious. Just the president, Washington president. Even though the Nationals have the president's race hmm. every game. <laughs> well, the the problem though that you have with that is that, like, I feel like that becomes political, right? Like, Maybe. based on who's actually the president at the time, right? You have the hashtag <laughs> not my president, right? And but then I that just, could be for the football team. <laughs> but you're just asking for it, you know? Like if, if two for one, if you take one of those names you're just kind of asking for it so <laughs> that's why it's hilarious to me i just wanted to be the president so bad <laughs> just because it sounds so ridiculous it is ridiculous it is totally ridiculous i also wouldn't be opposed to them being the football team forever <laughs> i mean i'm not necessarily opposed to it i i don't hate it i actually don't hate it because i think it's hilarious as hilarious and stupid as it is it actually is unique yeah, like in in American professional and sports, kind of used to it. Like you don't have the Ottawa hockey team, <laughs> right? You could have the Cleveland baseball team, but they didn't do it. I know uh, Op- they missed an opportunity. Opportunities missed. Uh, so many opportunities because everyone, you know, like everyone is a baseball team, but nobody is the baseball right. team. You're the baseball team. It's like it's like when you say the New York Football Giants. Yeah, like you're the football team. Mm-hmm. You're the baseball team. <laughs> like just stick with it. It's great. So the Clippers rebrand to the Los Angeles basketball team? Yes. Dude, <laughs> you are the basketball team in LA. And well, they can never take that. Well, from and you. that's the thing, right? Is like I'm sure that you would get some searches, people trying to find Lakers. They're just like LA basketball team. <laughs> right. And they're just gonna get redirected to you. Yes. They're it's gonna like, buy your tickets. Exactly. They're gonna see the same stadium. Your jersey. 
Same stadium. You just go primary purple <laughs> off yellow, and then, you know? <laughs> they see Crypto.com Arena. Oh, my God. <laughs> so is it actually a new... Is it actually a new arena, or is it just, a, like, renamed? Renamed. It's just renamed? Yeah. Well, then what is this stupidity that I was seeing on social... They say goodbye to the Staples Center. I'm like, you could still call it whatever you want. It's, it's the same it's, building. It's the same building, yeah. Okay, They okay. didn't make a new building. Well, that's... It started on Christmas. This is the... Christmas Day, the Lakers' first game. Hey, I am all for, like, rebrands, you know, like, new sponsors. Like, that doesn't bother me. But, like, the say goodbye to the Staples Center. Like, that that statement is supposed to mean something. Right, like, like they're tearing it down. No, like, the banners are still in the rafters. Yeah, it's, it's the same stupid building. It's the same okay, structure, right. yeah. It, it's, it would, it's not like old Yankee Stadium. It would be like if Madison Square Garden got a sponsor that wasn't Madison Square Garden, <laughs> and instead it was like the TD Ameritrade Garden or something, and they're like saying goodbye to Madison Square Garden. Yeah. It's like no, like it's the same building. Just call it, it has whatever this, you want. Yeah, it's, that's that's dumb. If you want to call it Staples, call it Staples. That bothers Nobody me. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I mean, Staples probably cares. Well, yeah, that was a huge sponsorship. But they're also though. not paying like a billion dollars a second. Crypto.com <laughs> Arena is that what it is? Yeah, it's not just Crypto Arena. It's Crypto.com. Dot com, I believe. Yeah. Well, did you also have like what is a uh, climate change arena? The Warriors' new what? What's it called? Oh, I have no idea. Their new stadium. Uh, it, it's. Can you look it up, yeah, please? I'll okay. Look it up. Arena name. Yeah, Warriors. It's their. It's their new arena because it is actually a new arena. Yeah, it's like it's the Chase Center. It's the Chase Center. Yeah, it's in San Francisco. I thought it was Climate Change Arena. There might be a climate change. Yeah, please, please look that up because I now I want to know where I got that from. Watch it be like some hockey team, Climate Pledge Arena. Climate Pledge. It doesn't say. <laughs> I don't know where you're getting this from. What? Dude, like, am I like, just insane? No, it's a thing. Okay, okay, but I don't think it's for a sports team. Upcoming events, Seattle. It must be Seattle because I'm seeing events for Seattle University and it might be basketball. Wait, is that where the Kraken play? Oh, maybe. Kraken. Seattle Why didn't that pop up though? Yeah, okay. It is the Kraken. Okay. Okay. So it's not the Warriors. No, but it is close, I guess. Okay, yeah. So Seattle University. I'm glad that we got to the bottom of that because that was Crackhead. that was going to bother me. I'm like, no, dude, I swear this is a stadium that somebody plays in. <laughs> I clicked on their link and it went to like, a comic who was performing that i was like wait a minute is this just like just like dickie's arena <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like the house of blues <laughs> climate pledge yeah okay. climate climate pledge arena okay. yeah okay yeah I, I think they didn't sound right for the warriors but yeah okay there you go kraken mm-hmm. but yeah you can call call the stadium whatever you want yeah all right anyways so yeah the cowboys destroyed the the washington football team uh, there was only one football team on the field that night, yeah. and it was not the football team. Which, by the way, let's let's take in this last week. It might be the last time we call them the football team. So let's. Well, I mean, we can call them the football team for the next month until they actually reveal their <laughs> new name. So it's true. They had like a little video that they but posted it, online, but it will be the last time that the Washington football team plays. Yes, it'll be so. a sad day if they don't keep it, which I don't think they are because they had they had like the uniforms blurred out. But uh, are they keeping the color scheme? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so... We've talked about that, right? They said it's going to be pretty clean. Like, there's not a lot going on. Well, it's but, just like a couple stripes. But they're keeping, like, the same, like, the burgundy and... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, like, we, you and I have talked about that, right? 
Like uh, I don't know. Like why? Why do you have to change the redskin name, but not the physical manifestation of redskin in your color scheme? Because that's the brand. Isn't that more oppressive? No. No. But you'll associate it. That's what I'm saying. Is like they're they're keeping it alive by keeping the color scheme. Like they should do a complete rebrand. They could. That doesn't bother anybody. They could, but it's the, it's the same reason why the Browns kept their stupid records. But that's not even the same team. But it's the history of the team, and that's just what they. No, been. that's the history of a team that played in that city. Right. It's not the same team. Right. I know, but this is the same team. Yes. So that's why they keep it. No, like th- the Browns should have made a whole dude, new. I just don't understand jersey and stuff. I just don't understand why the color scheme isn't an issue. Well, like why is nobody talking about? The actual red being based <laughs> off of the oh, term. They missed an opportunity. They could have been called the Ron Burgundies. Mm. The Washington Burgundies. <clears throat> Washington Ron Washingtons. They really. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way football go. That's, that's how football go. <laughs> Man, we should be on their marketing team, I swear. Dang it. Well, we anyways, can... we'll enjoy their last game as the football team. I don't know if they will enjoy it, but we will. No, probably not. Because if the Giants bring their own benches, or wait, no, it's, it's in New York. Uh, so... No, no, no. Uh, or yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, they're playing in New York. So, so yeah, they're yeah, taking the, the Giants. But the Giants are going to have their own bench, so the game's over. Washington can't win. Well, Washington is bringing in their own bench, mm. which means the Giants will win because anytime a team brings in their own bench, Washington loses. Doesn't matter who brings it in. Gotcha. This is starting to make sense now. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm following. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Washington's 0-2, and then they're 0-1 when another team brings it in, a.k.a. Dallas. I see. So now they're going to bring theirs to New York. Okay. And New York's not going to care. Joe Judge is going to lay the boom on them. I'm sorry. That's just... <laughs> with how <laughs> terrible they are. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of a word... That is both extremely descriptive and not incredibly insulting. <laughs> and I'm really struggling to come up with an adjective that describes their offense. Terrible. Hideous. Atrocious. Anemic. Anemic. Unwatchable. Anemic. That's that's a that's a word that I was reaching for. Anemic. Cringeworthy. Um <laughs> not Jason Garrett's fault somehow. Ooh. Yeah, it's true. Because they true. fired him and they didn't get any yeah, better. It's, I think they got anything, worse. Yeah, if anything, they're worse now. <laughs> How does that happen? <laughs> I don't know. By the way, Jason Garrett screams Alabama offensive coordinator. He screams. Uh, oh, wait, wasn't he in talks to get like the Duke job? I think I did hear about that, yeah. But I think everybody's filled their spots in college football, so I don't know. I don't care. Well, he's going to go one year at Alabama as an OC or a quarterback's coach, and then he'll move on. Yeah. Yeah, that's where you rebrand your your image is go to Alabama, be a coordinator, be a head coach again. <laughs> yeah. That's what Bill O'Brien's Jeez. trying to do right now. I know, I know. But Lane Kiffin Sark did, it. did it. Yep. Kiffin did it. Yep. It's just where you go. It's just where you go. You fit in, you win. So, the, the, so there is something that I did want to mention. I was two months early on the Bengals because holy crap, are they in stride right now? Like you, yeah. you remember when they were five and two and they were the one seed, mm-hmm. and I was like, people gotta maybe start talking about Joe Burrow for MVP. Well, we were talking about <laughs> this is where you they were playing the Jets that week. Yep, and they were like, hey, this is where the good teams just take care of business. 
roll on, yep. get to the next game, and they lost. And they lost. And and they kind of, I don't want to say like muddied around for the next month or two, but they just yeah. won the division like They were alternating week. wins and losses. Yeah. And, yeah. and they had a couple of pretty bad results, but they also had a couple of amazing results. Yes. They blew out the Ravens twice. Yeah. And then they got blown out by the Browns. And it's like, what? Yeah, what's going on? Lose they- the Jets, blown out by the Browns. And then they host the Chiefs, who, by the way, have figured it out and look like the best team in the AFC. I watched that game. I watched the whole game. And like, what? What a game. It was a good game. Like, I, I think I think two things happened. I think in, like, because of that game, I think that Joe Burrow will finish as a top five MVP this year. And I think that Jamar Chase won the offensive rookie of the year in that game. Yeah, I was thinking of Chase as rookie of the year for sure when I was watching that game. I know he's kind of not done great the last month, but his highs are so high. <laughs> I mean, he's, he has the most receiving yards of any rookie in all time. Who who else is in discussion for rookie of the year? Offensive t- Mac Jones. Typically, it's your quarterbacks that are taking number one. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. Yeah, Mac Jones has been kind of the de facto front runner for a while. Yeah, and he uh, had a good game too. Someone who's not really talked about enough in the discussion is Creed Humphrey because that dude is actually the best offensive player in the draft. Oh, the center. Yeah, for the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, because he grades as the best center in football as a rookie. Yeah, that's crazy. That uh, was such a Jamar Chase does not grade as the best wide receiver in football, and Mac yeah. Jones does not grade as the best quarterback in football. And Chase is flashy. And and, and flashy an, wins awards. Uh, and another guy who really hasn't been discussed enough is Jalen Waddle has put together a really yeah. good season He's for had the a Dolphins. A ton of catches. For oh, them. really good season for the Dolphins. He's uh, probably over ninety catches. I, I think I think it's gonna be Jamar Chase if I yeah. if I had to choose one. Yeah. Because to your point, flashy, but the signature moment. Especially late in the year. Three long touchdowns mm-hmm. to beat the Chiefs, who were the best team in the conference and has represented the conference in the Super Bowl back to back years. Like, it doesn't get any bigger than that. And for Joe Burrow, who by the way, over the last two games, has had a good month. Yep. He's at like almost a thousand passing yards and eight touchdowns with no picks. They like, are gonna rest on Sunday. Yeah, because because they they've already won the division. And, and yeah, Joe Burrow took knee. that. Uh, how did he? It was a. It was after the throw, I think. Yeah, it was like the last play of the game. It was what got them the the penalty right in the end zone. Yep. And so he came out. And they just took a knee. Mm-hmm. But another thing that happened during that game, I'm watching, it's like. 28-14 at the end of the second quarter and then the Bengals I think got a field goal but it was 28-14 I looked at Amber and I was like it's hard to believe that we thought this team was so bad and struggling two months ago the Chiefs yeah I was like they are looking like what we thought they should be and what they have been for two years they are who we thought they were right and I was like they're they've been unstoppable yeah and I said that and then they were and very then, stoppable. And then the Bengals stopped them. <laughs> they scored three points the rest of the game. I was like, yes, I did it. I think so. <laughs> see, but I actually uh, meant it, and that's why they got jinxed. I see. Because I actually did mean it. If I try yeah. to fake it, it doesn't work. I know how this game works. But, yeah, they really were unstoppable. Yeah. They scored 28 more points in the hadn't, half. Hadn't they won eight in a row? They went yes. From, they went from three and five to 11 and five? They were four and four. Or, yeah, four, or so four something and four. Yeah. It was. I mean, they were on a crazy winning streak. Yeah, I think An- it was seven in a row. Another long winning streak that got snapped was the Dolphins, and they really needed that to not get snapped. But, yes, uh, which is crazy because they went 
from holding a playoff spot to eliminated yeah with the loss yeah which is weird but also not weird if you think about it because their seven straight wins were against like the worst teams in the world like in the world the teams that you're supposed to beat it was they were beating I wish I had the list in front of me, but it was like the worst of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Well, I mean, you face the Jets twice. You're in their division. Right. I mean... They probably played Houston. You you play who you play, and it's, yeah. it's fine. Like, whatever. But that means if those are your wins, your wins aren't against the teams that you're competing for with the tiebreakers. Yeah. Because they're 8-8 eight and eight and eliminated, where Baltimore's 8-8 eight and eight and not eliminated. But yet the Dolphins are actually ahead of them because they beat them. <laughs> What a mess. So, yeah, the Dolphins won and lost seven straight games this year. They did both. They're the only team in NFL history. That is insane. To do that. <laughs> that is nuts. Yeah, because and if uh, Damian Harris hadn't fumbled week one, they would have lost eight straight to yeah. start the year. They would have been 0-8. And I I thought of this last week, but we didn't, we didn't record. But the last two playoff spots in the AFC were the Colts and the Dolphins. And remember week four? They played each other, and you were like, the loser's eliminated. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they were both in the hunt and yeah. held the playoffs. I was like, I knew I knew Miami wasn't going to get it because they had to finish with... Because um, that was that was 2-2 two and two versus 1-3 and three at the time. No, and it was it was 0-3 oh versus 1-2. and two? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, because the, the Dolphins were 1-2. and two. And the Colts were 0-3. Yeah, and the Colts won. Yeah, because I do, I do remember specifically having that conversation. I'm like, if you lose this game, mm-hmm. I don't think you can make the playoffs. And I said that especially about the Colts because yeah. then they go to 0-4. But then they won, and I was like, well, they're probably both done because they're both 1-3. and And then they were both in the playoffs as speaking, of last week. Speaking of the playoffs, the playoffs start Sunday. They start this week. Oh, for sure. And here's why. The Raiders-Chargers game is a win and you're, and you're in. If you lose, you're eliminated. I already knew that was going to be the Sunday night game before all the results. It's a playoff game. Because I knew the Chargers were going to beat the Broncos. But the Raiders got a huge win. Um, who did they beat on Sunday? By three. They won by three on a last-second field goal. Why am I blanking on who they beat? Dude, I'm totally blanking on it, too. Um. Oh, my goodness. Who was it? It was, it was, was it the... It was 23 to 20. Was right? it the Colts? Yeah, it was. It was the Colts. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because the Colts would have clinched the playoff spot. Yep. Instead, they just have to beat Jacksonville. Okay, so yeah, let's just go through the whole AFC. We'll start with the Chargers Raiders because that's, like you said, it's basically a, a win and you're in. It's the biggest game of the season. Yeah. Like, Which is why this it's is the last game of the season. Like the, but it, at the beginning of the season. If you were to go to then head coach John Gruden and and brand new head coach Brandon Staley, right? And said, in week 18, you will have a game. Like, you already know what game it is. You're mm-hmm. facing the Chargers. You're facing the Raiders. Yep. If you win that game, you're in the playoffs. Both of those coaches would have taken that. Yeah. And here we are. Here we are. And it's... On the surface, I'm thinking, the Chargers are going to win. But then my head tells you me... You feel like they would have to... And then they have games like they did against Houston. Right. They're easily the better team. And it's to me, it's not even close. But are they? But it's divisional game. Any yeah. divisional game is a divisional game, in my opinion. It doesn't really matter what the, the record is. Unless... Any divisional game is a divisional game. Yeah. That's that's really that's saying something. Notch. It's top <laughs> notch. Uh, 
you you never know what you're gonna get in these games. No, nah, there there is definitely I will say, with the exception of Cowboys football team two right. weeks ago, there is definitely a different feel Which, to division games. Where to your point, it doesn't matter what the records are, it doesn't matter what the momentum is. You take that field, and somehow, some way, these teams are on a level playing field. It's like how the Saints, the Saints would ha- the Saints would have a top eight pick mm-hmm. if if they had just done what they were supposed to do against the Buccaneers this year and lost both. <laughs> right. But instead, they're in the playoffs because they've beaten Tom Brady twice and they shut him out in Tampa. Like that. To your point, there's just there's something magical about those rivalry games, about those division games, mm-hmm. and so like even though. Everything on paper says the Chargers should win by 10. Who knows what's going to happen? The Raiders could win by 30. And that's the other thing is I've I watched these teams so much over the years, especially let's just say since Derek Carr took over. Okay. And is that 2013? 13, yeah, 14, yeah, something like that. And you never know what you're going to get out of these two teams. Yeah. In any game. And then you put them together. And you really don't know what you're going to get. It's true. Like, we were talking that they could tie and both make the playoffs. Yeah, because so if, if the Colts lose to Jacksonville, which is unlikely, but yes. division game. By the way, the Colts have not won in Jacksonville since 2014. I was seeing that. It's been seven years. That's nuts. I don't think so, actually. because For the, a terrible they, team, though. Well, but hold on, though, because Jacksonville made the AFC Championship game four years ago. So like That's before, one year. But before we call them a terrible team, like that was a team that made the playoffs twice over that span. I think that's the only year they made the playoffs. Well, I know that they've had, in the last decade, I know they had seven 10-loss seasons from 2010 to 2020. Um, but still, for a team to have Andrew Luck... Uh, for the majority of that for time, For a number yes. of years, and yeah. you still couldn't beat a team that really wasn't a playoff contender but, but that was also saxonville for years right like sax like they had the defense it was just you know what is blake portals it, w- it was similar to chicago right like they had the defense but what is mitch trubisky like the jags are the bears of the afc whereas like when when that defense plays because this year jacksonville is not really getting blown out a whole lot well they are lately they your coach, like all the drama that happens late in the season, but like that that was a team. They played a lot of games where they'd give up 20 and they'd score 10, right? Like yeah. that's kind of been the story of their season. And they have a chance, rookie quarterback, interim coach, whatever's going on. They have a chance to end the season on a high note and knock a division rival out of the playoffs potentially. Mm-hmm. Like you you better believe that that team's coming, going down swinging. So yeah, so if the Colts lose... And the Sunday night game happens to be a tie. Both teams are in. Both AFC West teams can make it. Yeah. But these two teams are so unpredictable that even if they tried to tie... They probably wouldn't. They would mess it up. They would probably both mess it up. They would probably have a safety somewhere in the game. And that would really mess up the scoring. Like, that would really mess it up. (laughs) But then if they both had to win... And then the Chargers would be scoring touchdowns and going for two, and sometimes (laughs) they'd get it, and sometimes they wouldn't. Like, I could see them tying when they don't need to tie. Mm. That's when they'll tie. And then they could have a three-way tiebreaker with the Steelers, who also have a tie, if you remember. If you remember the Lions. I do remember the Lions. (laughs) By the way, the the Lions were... Two, four, and one over like a nine-week stretch of the season because they had their bye week thrown in there too. That's probably like the 18th best record in the league. (laughs) (laughs) 
the Lions, though, like it's it's just it's a team that you root for, right? Like I think everyone likes Dan Campbell. Jared Goff's kind of the cast off from the Rams, right? Like they don't really have the receiving core, but Amon Ross St. Brown is really coming to his own. Like I, I feel like non Lions fans are rooting for the Lions on some level. I feel like everyone in the AFC is rooting for the Jaguars because I don't think anybody wants to face the Colts well, because you, if, yeah. because if Carson Wentz isn't making terrible decisions at quarterback, mm-hmm. that's a legitimate football team. Oh, they're very they're very legit. I've seen them in person this year. That's right. In Atlanta, was it? No, that was the Houston game. Oh, right, the Texans. <laughs> yeah, the shutout took you like three bucks to get in. Yeah, yeah, and I started the Colts D, so I had a rooting interest. I also started the Colts. D. <laughs> I remember I held on to the Colts defense for like four weeks just for that game. Yeah, and, and then as off. soon as that game was over, I dropped them. Yeah, because I had the Patriots and the Cowboys defense. Yeah, but yeah, so Raiders, Chargers. So I don't have the scenarios in front of me, but since Pittsburgh's not eliminated, there's obviously a scenario where they can get in at nine, seven, and one. And I'm guessing the scenario would be if the Chargers and Raiders tied. They might get the three-way tiebreaker. That's unbelievable. Can you imagine that? That if, is absolutely unbelievable. If, if there are two teams that can pull that off, it is the Chargers and Raiders. It is absolutely the Chargers and Raiders. Because <laughs> we saw it this year. We we saw the Chargers play against the Cowboys and uh, the football team uh-huh. early in the year, and they were moving the ball, moving the ball, but they couldn't score. Yep, that's the Chargers. And the Raiders always play a game closer than they should. Whether they're big favorites yeah. or big underdogs. Yeah, if they're playing Jacksonville, closer than it should. Playing the Chiefs, closer than it should. Every time. Except for Playing the Cowboys year. on the, Thanksgiving. The Chiefs took care of business this year against the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. They have they have had pretty good success, though. Oh, but the, la- the last two years, when the Chiefs yeah. were undoubtedly the best team in yeah. the conference, the Raiders would like randomly beat them. Yeah, they would play like on a Thursday night, and mm-hmm. Derek Carr throws for 400 yards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if a team can pull this off it's probably these two and <laughs> you know what i'm rooting for i'm rooting for that tie if they can both miss the playoffs because i'm gonna assume that the colts will win i, I think that's fair that, that's a safe assumption i mean similarly like you're assuming that the packers are going to clinch the one seed because they're facing the lions well they already clinched it oh that's right they clinched it with their that's COVID, right covid win against the vikings Oh my god. So they have nothing to play for, so they'll probably sit some people. Oh, you're gonna see Jordan Love. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh the AFC right now, Titans are the one seed, and they will be the one seed should they beat who they get Houston? Yes, Houston. Noon o'clock, noon o'clock. So be prepared for Tennessee to be your one seed Dude. in the AFC and earn the only buy in the conference. Mm-hmm. That's insane. And did you see they designated Derrick Henry to return from the IR today? They did. And so if they have that bye week, it's massive. And they come back with a healthy Derrick Henry, that changes the math. That that it legitimately changes the math in that conference cuz I mean without Derrick Henry, like how they've looked over the last, you know, month and a half, two months that he's been out cuz I think he fractured his foot. Right. had surgery he was always expected back for the playoffs but if they have an extra week to get him going to get his feet under him like he's looking at 18 days from now yeah or let's just say they play on that sunday because yeah. they might play on a saturday but it's 17 18 days yeah um i mean but this is a team that people are thinking they might be the one seed but they might be the fifth best team in the conference but if Derek, right if Derek henry's back they're one of the top three teams in that conference. They're they're a better Indianapolis with Derrick Henry because I like Tannehill more than Wentz. 
Uh, I definitely like Tannehill more than Wentz. I think that Wentz's ceiling games are higher than Tannehill's. Could be, but, but they're both but asked I, but to I do trust, the same thing. I trust Tannehill more than I trust Carson right. Wentz. And Tannehill's good with his legs. He's smart with his legs. Yeah, and and that is an underrated aspect of his game. He was a college wide receiver yeah. before he tr- before he became a quarterback at Texas A and M. Especially in the red zone, they like to utilize him. Oh yeah. So sneaky team if they get they get Derrick Henry back. Then you have the Chiefs who play Saturday night against the Broncos, so they'll win and force Tennessee to have to win that Sunday game. Uh, if somehow the Broncos pulled off the biggest upset ever, uh, well, I don't know if Tennessee would automatically get it because Cincinnati and Buffalo and New England are all right behind them at 10-6. and six, But we already said Cincinnati is going to rest starters, so maybe the scenarios don't play out for them. Uh, Buffalo. Who is the backup quarterback in Cincinnati? Uh, Brandon Allen. Yeah. He started for the Broncos like, a couple games Double a couple Ill. years ago. Who do they play? Who does Cincinnati get this week? Cleveland, I think. Oh, and no Baker? Yeah. They probably still win. It could be Case Keenum versus Brandon Allen. Yeesh. But I don't know if like Chase is going to play or you know what their status is for that. Uh, then Buffalo uh, currently holds the AFC East lead. It's true, but they have to win. Yes. Or the Patriots lose. Patriots play the Dolphins. Buffalo gets the Jets. The Jets. And Buffalo's at home. Patriots are not. Uh, winner probably gets the four seed. Maybe moves up to three. Uh, not likely to move up any further than that. Colts win and you're in against the, the Jags, which then leaves the seventh spot to the Chargers, Raiders, Steelers, Ravens. Steelers, Ravens play each other. So winners elimin- or losers eliminated. Winner, I guess, just... Has hope, yeah. but that's about it. They have a dream. Let me see the schedule. Steelers-Ravens are at noon, so they're early, and then they'll have to sit around and wait for the night game, see what happens. But if the Colts were to lose, that opens up a lot of possibilities. I guess that's the only way the Ravens can get in. Because the Ravens would be nine and eight. So if the Colts and one of the Chargers Raiders lose, does that mean that the Ravens get in? Yes. Okay. I well actually or may, the Steelers. It may depend. They might need a specific winner of the Chargers Raiders because the Ravens lost to the Raiders in overtime in Week One. Mm. So they might need the so, Raiders so to the win. Steelers get in the playoffs if both the Colts lose and Chargers Raiders is not a tie. Correct. The 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 Steelers would get in with a win over the Ravens. Yeah, Steelers might get in with a tie too if the Chargers Raiders tie, oh <laughs> three way tie. I think, but yeah, pretty much everybody needs the Colts to lose for the most part, assuming that the Chargers and Raiders won't tie. And the Ravens, I think, would have to have the Colts lose and the Raiders win, maybe. But then there would be a three way tie for the last spot. So I I don't know. So here's a random question. Is eight seven and two or nine and eight a better record? Like what happens what happens if the Steelers and Ravens tie and the Steelers are eight, seven, and two? Well, they wouldn't have And the Ravens would be eight, eight, and one, right? Yeah. And so it's like is eight, seven, so and be, two and, and then let's say that the Colts and the Raiders lose, and so both of them are nine and eight, and the Steelers are eight, seven, and two. Yeah. What's a better record? Like statistically, mathematically, isn't it eight, seven, and two? 
Maybe in terms of winning percentage? Does two ties equal a win? <laughs> a win equals, or one tie equals half a win for winning percentage purposes. Right. And eight and seven is a bigger disparity from 500 than nine and eight is. Yeah, so you would essentially so is eight, nine I think, and seven. I think eight, seven, and two is better. Is better statistically. So how insane would it be if we had a team get a wild card that had less wins than two <laughs> other teams who were fighting for the same wild card? Yeah, because if two ties equals a win, you'd essentially just be nine and seven versus nine and eight. That would be insane. So your win percentage would just be slightly better. Yeah. Dude, I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for that tie. I'm rooting for all ties. Oh, by the way, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, all the overtimes we've had. Yeah. I looked it up. Is it a record? I don't know if it's a record, but... There were only five weeks this year where we didn't have overtime, and most of those were recently. Like, I don't think we've had one the last two weeks. Okay. We had one the first six weeks of the year. Yeah, that that was insane, And because there were a couple of weeks we had multiple. Right. On average, we probably had one, one a week, at least, because there was one week, there were three. And there was a game that almost seemed destined to end in a tie that didn't. Yeah, there were a couple. We probably should have had three ties this year. I mean, Packers-Bengals should have been a tie. Yes. And that is a game that, like, I mean, looking back on the season, when the Bengals were like peaking early, right? And then they lost to the Jets. I think that next week they went to Green Bay after the Jets game. Mm -hmm. And they should have beaten the Packers. They had that 48-yard field goal. Mm -hmm. And the whole team thought they made it. Yeah, McPherson they thought, thought he They did. thought it went through, but yeah. it went like just to the side above the upright. That's how good that dude's leg is, by the yeah. way. 48-yard field goal went over the upright. Wait, was that like the six missed field goals? And like, yes, because okay. Mason Crosby <laughs> missed four kicks, and Evan McPherson missed two down the stretch. Now, like Amazing. both of McPherson's were from outside 45 yards, so there's a, right. you know, there's a bit of a given there, whereas Mason Crosby missed like an extra point, a short field goal, yeah. and two long field goals. But like that game felt like it was destined for a tie. Yeah, somehow it didn't. And somehow it didn't. I was very upset. But yeah, the first six weeks we had ties. And then week seven, or ties. But just times. think about how that missed kick has changed the NFC. The Packers well, don't have to play in week 18 yeah. because of that kick. Just insanity. Yep, they've already clinched. They have clinched the bye, and now Rodgers can rest his toe. <laughs> his pinky toe. Dude, I keep seeing, like, every time that we're watching a Packers game, I keep seeing, like, it gets stepped on, or, like, he kind of stumbles, and I'm like, mm -hmm. that has to be so painful. Oh, especially when he gets stepped so on. So I've, I've never had a broken bone in my foot. I've had a broken ankle. I've never had a broken bone in my foot. And, like, man. It's probably okay as long as you don't put ton of pressure on it. But the second it gets stepped on, yeah, everything's out the window. Well, Because like, I, I remember there was a moment when they were facing the Browns and Miles Garrett like is unintentionally like stepped on him. Mm -hmm. And like after the play, like went up and like, was shaking his hands like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not trying yeah. to. I mean, man, and his lineman stepped on him. Yeah, it was it was getting rough out there. It, it does. It seems like one of those like unavoidable reoccurring injuries. Yeah. Like you just you have to take an off season to get it right. Yeah, he, he's got to get it fixed. Speaking of the off season, is he leaving Green Bay? Like this is the third consecutive uh, season that they went 13 and three and he might win his second consecutive MVP. He's gone if they don't win the Super Bowl. If you, you think they have to win the Super yes. Bowl, you don't think getting to the Super Bowl is no, enough. No, even if they won the Super Bowl, I don't know if he would stay. Wow. He might just still say, "Well, I've accomplished what I've needed I, to." Yeah, I just, I just, I wonder if they've this, been one win away from the Super Bowl the last two years, and he's yeah. still not happy. 
Yeah. Like, you made the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine a college basketball team saying, oh, we made two straight Final Fours. I hate my life. <laughs> right? The, co- the coach is like, I'm going somewhere I can win. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, to make the Final Four is so hard. Yeah. Just to do that, to make the Super Bowl and win it is almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Like, if you really think about how hard it is to win a championship. But he's fed up with it, and they restructured his deal to make him be gone after this year if he wants it. Okay. But he's he's gone if they don't win the Super Bowl. And if they don't make it, he's definitely gone. Yeah, if they lose either at home in the divisional round or in the conference championship, yeah. I agree. I think he's gone. And if they lose to the Bucks again, like, it's the same thing oh, as last year. Dude. Like, you know, it's just deja vu or whatever. But even imagine a lesser team. What if they lost to the Cardinals or the Cowboys? Speaking of the Bucks, do we need to talk about Antonio Brown? We do. What in the world is happening in that man's life right now? And like, did we ever get an official story as to like what set him off? Because I've only heard speculation. Um. So Bruce Arians said that he asked Brown to go in back into the game twice. Brown refused, and I guess Brown thought he was too hurt. Yeah. I'm not really buying either. I think something else happened. Because um, he was in the game. You know, maybe he tweaked something, but... I mean, he certainly had a lot of energy when he was hyping up the crowd in the end zone right. for someone he's, who was too hurt to play football. He's literally jumping up and down in the end zone, yeah, being like mascot hype man on a road game yeah. <laughs> in New York. While, not even in while the teams are like at the line of scrimmage. Right. So I'm like, well, I think his ankle's fine. I think Bruce Arians was just deflecting on maybe what actually happened. They were just using the... Because he came off the ankle injury and the suspension. But yeah, I think they kind of just used that as a disguise. But yeah, that's what he said. He said, oh, I asked him to go in the game twice. He didn't go. I told him to get out. And then he takes off his shoulder pads, flings them at the bench, takes off his shirt and his gloves, fling those into the stands, and I then have runs to, off. <laughs> I, I have to say, I, I try not to overreact to things that I see. Oh, this was worth reacting. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Nobody has. In, in, my, in my life. Like, Nobody has. But, but here's the thing, right? Like, I have seen, you know, and... One of the comments that I saw online was just hilarious, right? Rage quitting in the second half when you're <laughs> losing to an inferior opponent right. might be the best dedication anyone's given John Madden. Connection. That was that. It's like, it's like a connection timed out. Yeah, that, that was one of the greatest comments I've I think I've ever read. But like you know, because like we play recreational sports all the time. Like you see people when they get upset and they're just done. I've seen people leave complexes. Like I've seen people leave in the middle of games. I've never seen anything like it on the professional level oh no we now, probably never will the only thing that i can think of that even somewhat resembles it is when Vontae davis retired at halftime yeah i tweeted that i was like he just one up Vontae davis <laughs> he five up to Vontae davis what are you talking about this was because this... at least Vontae, they were already in the locker room and he just didn't come back out so was he released or was he suspended by the bucks because uh, I heard neither yet. I heard that they were going to suspend him. That way, nobody else could pick him up for the playoffs. They could do that, and they probably don't have to pay him. But also, I I don't think he's been unless it happened today. He has. I haven't seen anything. Uh, they haven't even released him That's yet. Just insane. They're probably figuring out a way to not pay him for the last couple games. Uh, 
detrimental to the team conduct or whatever. Well, I don't know. I'm sure that that display and leaving the field during play has to avoid your game check. Like right. it's got to be, it's got to be in the CBA, like on page fifty-eight point six eight four seven dash A B C Q. Quit on your team, <laughs> right? Yeah, like there's got to be a clause in there that you forfeit your game check if something like that happens. But yeah, they're probably yeah, like you said, they're probably not releasing him because they don't want anybody else to pick him up. Exactly, because I've been I've been hearing talk of like, well, Michael Gallup just tore his ACL. Like, oh should God. the Cowboys go get Antonio Brown? And I'm like, no. I'm trying to think of who it was. Maybe it was like Josina Anderson or somebody like that tweeted out that there's interest in him. And I'm thinking, how? How in the world? I guess they're just thinking, well, we can put up with it for a month. I'm like, hey, man. The, the Bucks could put up with it for the better part of two years. <sighs> yeah, but the only person he's played with in two years is Tom Brady. Yeah. That was the common denominator. Yeah. There's no way a month, so much could happen in a month. I wanted Urban Meyer to finish out the last month, and I didn't even get to see that. I know. I don't even. He was, to- dude. He was literally fired that night yes. after we recorded. Two hours after we were done. So you know what that means, right? After we're done tonight, we're like Antonio Brown. There's no news breaking. Yeah, it means that something's gonna happen tonight. <laughs> He'll get released and signed in a matter of ten minutes. Jeez. A month. So much can happen in a month with that guy. I'm very upset that we can't see it. Do you? Th- but go ahead. I was just gonna say, there's no way in the world I would touch him. There's yeah, no I, way in I, the world. I probably wouldn't at this point. I think that there's one team, legitimately, there's one playoff team that should have a conversation about it. I think it's Tennessee because they just do not have receiver depth. They right. just don't, right? They no, have A.J. Hurt. Brown, and then they have the the shell of Julio Jones. And then is it Akine Westbrook is their third best receiver? Yeah, I mean, like that's that's the one playoff team that should actually be having a legitimate conversation about it. Because every other playoff team is pretty strong at that position. I mean, the, the the Rams already signed their Robert Woods replacement before they needed to replace him. Here's the other thing. Nobody's going to sign him. Even if they release him now, nobody's going to sign him. Unless you're already a playoff team. Yes. Like, because my, my thought process on this got really funny. The team I really wanted to sign him... <laughs> But they're not in the playoffs yet. The Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! There's no way that would happen. But with all the stuff that's gone on this year with them, for the team that signed him to the huge deal and never played a down, <laughs> isn't that when he almost froze his foot off? Yeah. Oh yeah. So much happened. This is what I mean. A month. A lot can happen in a month. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it can. has well especially as the spotlight gets even brighter as you go into the playoffs right there's not 17 16 games every week there's oh just God. four happening that day yeah or eight happening that day <laughs> um dude if he signed <laughs> if if antonio brown signs with oakland i quit i quit oh my god that would be the greatest the, yeah exactly like we we will never be able to top no. That saga, that moment, that poetic oh nature. I mean, that is... I will never complain about anything ever again in the history of true. life. No, that's it, not true. If, if, if the Raiders... Well, it's not Oakland. Different, different... The Las Vegas. Oh, Raiders. and he's in Vegas? Oh, oh no. <laughs> Dude, he would be so due for DUI within like 10 seconds. Okay, but we probably plane. shouldn't joke about that because of the Henry Rugg situation. <laughs> well, did you hear about their corner this week? No. They had another guy... Get arrested for DUI this week. 
like hours after their game. Another one. Another one. What is this team doing? So yeah, they're due for an Antonio Brown. But yes, literally. I'm just dumbfounded (laughs) at the complete ignorance of life in general when you have a teammate who just forfeit a very promising career and a very promising life, right? Is like, that just happened. And your other teammate got released for firearms on his Instagram video or whatever it was. (laughs) It's like, it's happening right in front of you and you still go out and do stupid stuff. But please bring Antonio Brown back to the Raiders. If there's a God, please. If that happens, I quit. I quit. <laughs> I will be a Raiders fan. You can keep the equipment. Like, he was literally there for like two months. <laughs> Wasn't that when they had hard knocks? Yeah. And they barely covered it, which made me so mad, which is why I stopped watching. Mm. They had gold right That's in front right. of them. Yeah. No, they had uh, was freezer burn. Yes. Uh, hypothermia right in front of them. Because there was the helmet issue. They I, That's actually what I remember the most, is that, that was he wanted to wear his old helmet, right. and they wouldn't let him. And everybody had to change. Even Tom Brady had to change helmets. Yeah. And yeah, that was an issue. You had the foot, um, the whole saga with the Steelers and why he got traded. Uh, what else happened? Something else happened. Well, I mean, I mean this all kind of stemmed... You know, because he was always eccentric. Like, he was always, you know, popular type celebrity, but, like, played to it. Right, and he was likable. But, like, but this all changed. Like this all changed with the Vontez Perfect hit. Dude, that was insane. It's like, because, like, that seems to me, right? And I, I know I'm, I'm playing revisionist history here, but that seems like the catalyst. The turning point. Where, like, past that point, he went from eccentric too crazy a little crazy yeah and right and like i don't like throwing around that word right because that word means something but like this dude this dude's actions have been crazy he has he has problems and it's pretty evident i think it's pretty obvious at this point because you get traded as an all pro people don't trade all pros no and the steelers traded him for like next to nothing there's a bag of peanuts and a deflated football it was like a couple of mid-round picks it was like a third and a fifth like it wasn't a lot it's basically what the patriots traded a retired rob gronkowski for right uh so i just pulled up his stats first team all pro not the last years with pittsburgh but the four years before that and then four all years pro consecutive Bowl. first team all pro. yeah 14 to 17 wow played 18 uh, was 17 the perfect hit? Like, what year? When did that happen? I think that was 15 because the Broncos played the Steelers in the, f- not the first round, but after the bye, the divisional round. They played the Steelers in the playoffs and they didn't have Bell or Brown. I think both because of perfect. Wow. They didn't have either. And I believe that was that year. Perfect, like, took them both out, basically. You know, like, I can't really think of a valid cross sports comparison for a guy like Vontez Perfect. But I can't I, either. But I think of Hunter Strickland as about the closest I can get because if he got upset, he would just throw a fastball as hard as he could at your back. Right? Yeah. And it's like now the the thing is is like a baseball typically isn't gonna do as much damage as a targeting penalty, right? Mm-hmm. But like that's the only thing I can think of. Where, like, if, if you did something to, to piss off Hunter Strickland, he was just going to throw at you. That was his reaction, right? And so, like, the mindset, I think, is there. 
but like I can't think of like has there ever been an NBA player that will just intentionally slide his foot under a jump shooter because he's upset with them? Like I don't think I've ever seen that. Like there's there's typically Oh, uh, talking about perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like but like just I, dirty. I, I'm just I'm thinking about like what would be like Grayson Allen is probably the best example, but he hasn't really done it in the pros because you can't right. get away with that in the pros. And it's more minor, you know, he's just sticking his leg out, I guess, but at least he's not like clubbing people in the face. Yeah, it, it's I'm trying to think of some dirty players. There's some NHL guys that are pretty dirty. Okay. Um Brad Marchand is weird. That's probably a good comparison. Brad Marchand. He plays for the Bruins. He's been one of the best players in the league forever. He's like, just he's a really talented hockey player. And he's he's an all pro. He would be like an all pro. Okay. He's just one of the best goal scorers. The Bruins are good every year. He's always like the best player on the team. But he's weird. He will take weird cheap shots at people. Uh I think he licked a guy like two years ago. He like licked a guy on the ice like during a game. Just straight up licked him. It was the, it's the weirdest thing ever. It's a guy that every time something happens, like, well, there he is again being weird. So is this like when Luis Suarez was biting people? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Brad Marchand is actually a really good comparison because he is an elite level player. Yeah. Because another guy I thought of was... um. Um, uh, who's the guy that always? There's a guy that always gets suspended. I'm, I can't even think of what team he's on. I'll think of it in a minute. But he's not like an elite level type yeah. player like Brad Marchand. Let me let me see if I think he's been suspended multiple times by the league. You're talking Perfect or Brad Marchand? Uh, Marchand. <coughs> um, well, we know Perfect has. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna say. Uh, he's not even in the league anymore. He ended up on the Raiders too. I think at the end of his career. Oh, was he on the Raiders when Antonio Brown was there for two months? You know what? He I might think have he been. Was. He might have been. Holy crap. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I love it. Okay, so let's see. I'm, I'm pulling up his history. I don't know when this article came out, but here's a suspension history. Two games for elbowing. I don't know when these were. Another cheap shot for five games. Slew footing two games. That's kind of where you like trip a guy from behind on purpose. Uh, three games for clipping. And then there's a bunch of fines. But yeah, he's oh oh spearing another elbow. Yeah, some like just dirty hits and stuff like that. But just off the wall stuff you've never seen before. That that's a good comparison. And another tidbit I forgot about was okay, so he gets released by the Raiders. After not playing a snap, signing a huge deal, I don't remember how much of the season went by, probably 10, 11, 12 games, and he gets signed by New England. He was there for 10 days. Yes. 10 I forgot days. That it was that short. Yep. It was one game, because I just looked up his stats, mm-hmm. and it was like... He had four for he had like four for 80 and a touchdown in that uh, game or whatever. Yeah, I think it was like four for 56. Yeah, but he's... Yeah. But one Played game. One game in New England. like, eh, see you later. Yeah, because I think they had a deal in his contract that he signed with New England that it would become more guaranteed money if he was there like two or three weeks or whatever. Mm. So I think Belichick put that in there as like a one week tryout maybe, but then Brady brings him back. Belichick literally rented a player for a week. Yeah, dude, he's so smart with these contracts. It's kind of dumb. 
Um, let me see if I can find uh, Brown. Four for 56. And yeah, I did score. That was in Miami, I think. Yeah, I couldn't find the game, the actual game, but or what week it was. I was more interested in the week, like yeah. how late in the year it was. Um, But yeah, it might have been. But one game there, <laughs> and then see you later, and then he ends up in Tampa with Brady again. So I don't, I just don't see a way he finds his way back. I'm, I'm concerned about him as a human being. Oh, like, for sure, I, I really am. Like there will be a documentary about him. I saw in the future. I saw a, you know, another like comment posted on the internet, and I, I've debated whether or not I even want to share this. It is funny, but it is insensitive. I, I like funny. I like insensitive. Um, somebody said, "Man." neurologists are going to bid on this dude's corpse. Oh. Oh yeah. And I it makes a it makes a good point, right? I mean, cuz the dude I can't stress enough, he was eccentric, he was a little odd, but he was an all-pro and, and a 6-round pick at that. And and maybe maybe what we should be doing as revisionist history here is we should be going back and it should increase our respect level for the Steelers organization and for Mike Tomlin in particular, that he was able to not just corral, but channel Antonio Brown's energy in the most positive way to where he was actually the most productive receiver in the league over a five-year period. And, and all of this craziness that comes along with him that is just like associated with his name now, mm-hmm. that was never in the conversation back then. And there's off-the-field stuff. I think with his kids and his wife that spiraled that might have even been part of the hard knocks thing i don't remember but when that timeline was but it's it's nuts and this isn't the last time we're going to hear about him we will hear something else about him probably well it was the day after he walked off the field he was at the nets game right yeah he stayed in new york which (laughs) how did he get into the nets game (laughs) if he's unvaccinated i don't know so then what was the point of the fake card you can't get fully vaccinated in two weeks because there's a two-week waiting period or three-week waiting period in between shots. Maybe he got vaccinated when he was suspended. But he was only gone for three weeks. So you're telling me that before the first game he missed. Yeah, maybe. He got his first shot. <laughs> and then he got his second shot immediately. Like, the timeline is so tight on this. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, this dude was sitting courtside at the Nets game, the same Nets in the same building that Kyrie Irving has been banned from. And we don't even know his vaccination status. We can only assume. Well, he's not vaccinated. But that's what I'm... But has he actually said that? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why he's not playing. Well, he's not not playing. He's not allowed to play. Because he hasn't revealed whether or not he is vaccinated. We uh, don't. I think he said he wasn't, but it wasn't because of the vaccine itself. He was upset that other people were having to work under circumstances. I don't know. Kyrie's a weird dude. He is. That's another weird dude. So, okay, you know, let's be idiots here. In 10 years, is Kyrie Irving the next Antonio Brown? <laughs> uh, I think if you had to pick one guy from the NBA... Yeah. I think he would be the favorite. Yeah, it's less likely because at least he's not taking blows to his head. Um, which, by the way, the perfect thing was the 2015 season. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was the wild card playoff game. Jeez. 
So it was the week before they played the Broncos. And was it the next year that the Steelers drafted Juju and he hit perfect on that blind side? I think so. Block? Yeah. Because that, like, I don't even like the Steelers, but I had so much respect for Juju in that moment. Mm -hmm. And, like, he should not, and I will forever, forever argue that referees should be allowed to take in context before the game because he should not have been penalized for that hit and he should not have been penalized for the taunting that took Mm -hmm. place afterwards. That was entirely justified. Entirely justified. Because if there is one player in the NHL that if someone takes a cheap shot at, it shouldn't be a five-minute penalty. If If there's one player in the NFL that if someone... And, and the thing is, is like it only became an illegal block like two years after that play happened. Mm-hmm. It's like now you can't make that block. But like that was a legal play. And I, I think that referees should, should be allowed to take into consideration history. I mean, in baseball, they do. They'll start the game managing. Like these teams were throwing at each other yesterday. Any hit by pitch and you're gone, right? Mm-hmm. Like... And, and they'll straight up tell people, it's like, hey, like we know that there's something wrong here. We know that there's a history here. And so, like, I just don't understand why in the NFL, that was the most justified hit I think I've ever seen. Yeah. And it was clean. So Burfick did play for the Raiders in 2019. Was that the year Antonio Brown was there? That yeah. is un- The same camp. Believable. He only played four games, but yeah, they were in training camp together. What is John Gruden doing? The irony. I don't mean today because he's sitting at home trying to avoid social media, but like but back then. Oh my God. By the way, the other NHL player I was trying to think of was Tom Wilson. He's, Tom Wilson. Plays for the Capitals. He's a very good player too. But that guy, he doesn't do weird stuff. He just takes dirty hits and my God, the amount of suspensions he's had. But I found this list of top 10 dirtiest NHL players today. Number one was Tom Wilson. Number two was Brad Marchand. There you go. <laughs> yeah it's there it is tongue that likes to lick (laughs) (laughs) that's a a trait like what is that listed as uh i don't know but it's got a link so oh my god tongue that likes to lick (laughs) he did lick a guy very odd i don't even know believable okay so let's let's roll through these nfc playoff scenarios because green base clinched yeah clinched one seed Rams hold the two spot right now. Yes. Because of their win over Tampa. Yes. Uh, they are one game ahead of Arizona. Yes, who is the five seed, right. which the Cowboys will likely host again in the divi- yeah. in the wild card round. Yeah, they'll, they'll host the loser of that division. Cardinals get the Seahawks at home. Rams get the 49ers at home. And have the 49ers clinched a playoff spot? No. Uh the Eagles have clinched at least the seven seed. The Niners are ahead of them at the six seed, but the Niners have not clinched. The last playoff spot and only playoff spot available. Could either, be the, it could be the Saints, right? Yes. Saints or Niners. Uh, Saints are game back, so they would have to win and Niners lose. And who do the Saints play? Uh, Saints. Saints. Uh, all these games are going to be at It's either the Falcons or the Panthers. It is the Falcons. So, like, you expect the Saints to win that game. Yes. And you probably expect the 49ers to lose, so the Saints could be in the playoffs. Yes. Although the Rams have struggled against the 49ers in recent years. That is true. The 49ers do play a particular style of physicality mm-hmm. that the Rams do seem to struggle with. Especially on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, even the Cardinals game 
like they could have trouble with the Seahawks. You know, I could see that going going south in a hurry. Uh, the Rams 49ers, you never know. So we don't even know who's going to win that division. We don't know if the 49ers are going to clinch. A lot could happen. I mean, shoot, the Saints aren't a juggernaut by any means, especially offensively. Uh, they're on the road, although the Falcons have a terrible home record. So, yeah, that last spot goes to San Francisco or New Orleans. Philly's got a wild card spot. And then the seeding will just play out. Tampa's the other team. They're looking to maybe get the two seed. Uh, so we'll see. But, yeah, the Cowboys are probably going to be locked in at the four because Tampa plays Carolina, I believe. But after last week, almost lost to the Jets. And that, that like, four-hour stretch, it looked like the Cowboys were on their way to the two seed. Yeah. Like, it was a lock if they could beat Arizona. Yep. Then Brady throws a long touchdown to win out of nowhere. Without Antonio Brown on the field. Mike Evans with a hamstring injury. Chris Godwin's knee is done. And the other game was the Rams. The Rams were down the whole game. Uh, who did they Who they end up beating? Ravens. Ravens. That's right. O, o, uh, yeah, OBJ scored a touchdown right. like, yeah. with 50 seconds left or something. Yeah, he had a fourth down catch in the red zone mm-hmm. and then caught the game winner. So they win by one at the very end. And then the Cowboys lose. It was like... Those three scenarios just went the exact opposite of what it could have been. Like, you were looking at, oh, my God, they're both going to lose, and we could win? Yeah. And no tiebreakers? And maybe still be in play for the one seed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, now you're sitting at four looking to replay the Cardinals. Yep. And the Cardinals are going to get healthier. Yep. By by that game. So. It's, I don't like the matchup. I mean, they, the Cardinals obviously just won right. in Dallas. But, like, I didn't like the matchup before that game. No. If I was a betting man, I probably would have bet on the Cardinals to win outright. And the Cardinals hadn't been playing good yeah. either. And, yeah, I don't like that matchup either. I think I'd rather play the Rams. Because didn't the Cowboys... They played the Rams a couple years ago in the playoffs. Didn't they win that game? Uh, I know the last game that they played the Rams, the Rams absolutely destroyed them. Because they ran for, like, 300 yards. Actually, I might... The Rams did. That might be the last playoff game that the Cowboys have played. They played the Seahawks. They went, They beat the Seahawks in the playoffs. That's what it was. Okay, so yeah, they beat the Seahawks. Maybe it was that year and then lost to the Rams. Yeah, it was a divisional round. So yeah, they beat the Seahawks and lost to the Rams. 30-22. to 22. So yeah, that was actually the last game that they played in the playoffs. And they might get them again. I don't know. Be interesting, though. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to this playoffs. Especially now that the two seeds have to play and... Although they probably should roll. But, you know, never know. Never know. The Raiders might get hot. They might sign Brown. Deep threat. (laughs) It's not happening. Don't let this man mislead you. That is not happening. It's not. But, my God, would that make my life. Life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just imagining the interim head coach, Rich Passaccia, (laughs) trying to... Speak at a team meeting with that hanging over. Him. Yeah, it, tell everybody that with a straight face. Hey guys, we're signing Antonio Brown <laughs> to the same guaranteed money we signed him two four years ago, oh my or God. two years ago, whatever it was. Anyways, okay, so we got one more thing tonight, Wednesday night. Yeah, the Dirk retirement jersey retirement ceremony True. starts in what 30 minutes 45 minutes the game does uh it actually starts right now <laughs> oh it starts at 6 30 yeah we got 6 oh, wow. tip uh 
but it'll be after the game. Yeah. Which is weird. A little bit. Because they scheduled this against the Warriors. <laughs> Who's the best team, I think, in the Western Conference, probably. And also ironic, because one of Dirk's lowest moments of his career came against the Warriors. Right. Yes. That's what I was thinking, too. Like Now, it could be great if you get the upset win. True. Everybody's riding high. But it feels like a homecoming game. Like, you should schedule the weakest opponent. Yeah, like when you're facing the Magic or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like you just played the Thunder or something, you know, you come off a win. I mean, they should schedule it against the Thunder because, like, the Thunder are actively trying to lose basketball games. Right, yeah, there's some terrible teams out there, Yeah. Uh, especially in your conference, so you play more. Uh, I don't know, whatever, you know. But <laughs> I, I, I would, <laughs> Yes, I would feel better if they schedule a weaker team, get the win. You're not feeling all weird after the game, you know. Like, are yeah. you are you crying because of Dirk or because you lost the game? <laughs> um, but no, it's a cool. Do you moment. think that the Warriors are going to stick around on the court to yes. watch this? Oh yeah. yeah, I think so because a lot of them played against Dirk for yeah. years. Yeah, especially the Stephs and the Clays. If Clay's in town, um, he might be just for this. Yeah, he might be because uh, he's supposed to like start playing again this weekend yeah so I'm he probably sh- is traveling with the team just kind of getting back in the swing of that yeah, before he has i'm to- sure they'll they'll stick around for sure especially guys like steve kerr oh yeah you know. oh yeah um i mean i would i would definitely stick around i don't know how long it's gonna take probably an hour did steve kerr play in the league the same time dirk did was kerr still in the league at two, like 99 2000 he was on the 99 spurs team that won the ch- that won the championship so did he so, ever yeah. play against Dirk? Yeah. That is insane. He probably did, yeah. Because Dirk I mean, was drafted in, what, 97, 98? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they would have crossed paths maybe once or twice, especially when he was in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm sure all of them will stick around because he changed the game. Like, Steph changed the game. Yeah. I'm sure Steph appreciate, pre- appreciates him the way he changed the game for big men. Although it's kind of being phased out now, but you see all the big man shooting threes now. Yeah, a guy like Brooke Lopez, who shot like who, by the way, came into the league not this type of player. No, yeah, he, he became this type of player. Yeah, he probably spent eight nine years in the league and probably shot like one three a year. Yeah, and now he's like a forty percent three point shooter. Mm-hmm. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, but yeah, that's that's Dirk. It's the prototype center now. Yes. You want a center that can space the floor on yep. offense and protect the rim on defense. Yep. You look at like guys like Joel Embiid can shoot the three, Carl Anthony Towns, mm-hmm. like every but Kristaps, just shooting the three ball, man. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be, you know, European or whatever, you know, the whatever stereotype they had back in the day. I think he really changed that too. Yes. You know, guys didn't want to draft the Europeans at number one or whatever. And and you know what's what's kind of crazy is I feel like Dirk was was kind of like the Derek Jeter of the NBA. Where like there wasn't really anybody who just hated him. Right. Right. And like how could you hate the, him? The Mavericks obviously didn't have the level of championship success that the Yankees did when Derek Jeter was there because he won five. He won four in his first five years and then he won again in 08. Mm-hmm. Um, or 09, sorry. But, like, the Mavericks were always good. Like, starting in, like, 04, for, like, a 12-year stretch, they were the average, like, two-seed in the Western Conference. Yeah. It was them, the Lakers, the Spurs. They were the three best teams in the conference. And then the Baby Thunder came up, and then the Warriors came up, and it's been their conference pretty much since mm-hmm. when they've been healthy. But 
like, I mean, if you remember when everybody knew it was Dirk's last year, yep. like fans all around the country, every team, and like whether or not they liked the Mavs, hated the Mavs, everyone showed their appreciation yep. and respect for Dirk Nowitzki. It was similar for like David Ortiz, for, for Derek Jeter, for those mm-hmm. guys, Mariano Rivera, right? Like, But that's the caliber of presence of impact that he had. Do you remember Doc Rivers took the mic? I yeah. Think he was still the Clippers coach. Yeah. And he just took the mic and got his whole fan base to stand up and cheer for Dirk. For Dirk. I do remember that. Yeah. That was, and that was one of the, like, you talk goosebumps. Like, that was one of the coolest moments I think I've ever had as, like, specifically rooting for the Mavs. Like, obviously mm-hmm. winning the championship, huge, right? And maybe the shot that Luka hit in Portland is rookie year. But, like, that that's the caliber of person, the caliber of player, the caliber of presence. Like, that Dirk is, in my opinion, the greatest Dallas sports athlete in history. Yeah, he's probably the most well-liked. Mm-hmm. Like, universally. If he's, he's probably number one on a lot of lists. No, I don't think that he is, like, for his respective sport, the highest ranking all time at what he did. Right. But just... You talk, you know, greatness, like impact, presence, to your point, changing the game. It's, he really was one of one. And, you know, the chance that the Mavs are going to get tonight to honor that, to raise his jersey to the rafters. I know it's going to be really emotional for him. It's going to be emotional yep. for everyone watching. He was the sixth highest scoring player of all time. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And he's the only player in league history to play 21 years with one team. Yep. Just a good dude, man. Just loyal. Won the championship here. I mean, I remember, I think it was after the 2013 or 2014 season when it was pretty obvious that the Mavs couldn't compete anymore. Yeah. He took like 15 million a year less. Yeah. He took a massive pay cut. To stay with the Mavs. Because... And for them to spend elsewhere. Yeah. You know, and it was... It was it was because it meant something to him. Right. And that sort of connection with a certain fan base or with a certain city, like it's rare. It's very rare nowadays. I obviously before the free agency period in sports, like you know guys like Bradshaw or you know like those guys like they were always going to play their entire career in one place. Yeah, especially in the NFL, yeah. Right. Even the NBA. But but now we're in the era of, of player movement. Yep. Where it's like, if your team can't get it done, go somewhere that it will. Yep. And somebody else will pay you. I I don't think we'll ever see anything like Dirk the way he did it. You know, because right. I, I think you can make a case that Giannis is kind of that guy. Like he had opportunities to leave Milwaukee. He decided to stay. They won it last year. Yeah. It, he's close because, yeah, you have to go through the hardships. Mm hmm. And to not leave and get it done. Because how old was Dirk when they won? Uh, he was in his 30s. It yeah. was 2011. He was drafted in 97. So he was probably 32, 33. I, I bet you if Giannis made it to that age and hadn't won in in Milwaukee, probably yeah. doesn't stay. Yeah. Because he is younger. Yeah. So to make it that far, to go through all the ups and downs, and to finally win it with a team that took the chance on you... Mm-hmm. And then for him to be loyal back and to stay the whole time. Now, if they don't win that year or ever, 
It's hard to say. When he gets that yeah. big free agency money in 2014, he yeah, might leave. Yeah, 14, he's probably gone. And, you know, who can yeah. really blame him? But I just, I feel fortunate for people like Dirk Nowitzki, right? Because, I mean, there there are, I don't want to say countless, but there are a ton of athletes that are as talented as a Dirk Nowitzki. Mm-hmm. But it was the whole package. It was it was the human being, the teammate, the leader, the player as well, yep. the ambassador. What yep. he's what he's meant for European basketball. Yeah, because he would always go play with Germany. Yeah, in the Olympics. Yeah, like he made it a point to go play, kind of like Luca did this year mm-hmm, with Slovenia. Yeah, like that's probably going to be his thing, and he's probably going to want to do it all the time. Where here, it's like a rotating crop of American yeah. players. Yeah, but they they really feel that with their country and want to market themselves in their country because that's just what they are that's who they are and he i kind of did that here in dallas it was like a second country yep it wasn't the united states it was dallas yeah you know yeah and i made an interesting realization today in terms of at least the the dirk to luca switch right Mm -hmm. because we did get to see them play together and that was really cool and I think because of that, there was kind of a carryover effect of the Dirk legacy yes. with Luca. And so when he was a top five player in the league year two, mm-hmm. people kind of put him in that same rarefied air that Dirk was in. And it's like, hold on. Luca is his own man. Yeah. Like he's his own person. He's his own player. They're completely different players. Right. And so like, I think now, cause there's, there seems to be a bit of angst around the Mavs, like, and I am not a fan that they have not gone all in to try and like improve the roster. I'm tired of them feeling complacent around a superstar because that's what they did with Dirk mm-hmm. for the majority of his career, and it's what they're doing with Luca. But there's also been like a specific angst directed at Luca because he's worse than he was last year. He's worse than he was two years ago, and it's not significant. But you would hope that he would at least shoot seventy percent from the free throw line. Or yeah, that's you would you would hope thing. that he would at least shoot league average from the three point line, right? And I I think that a lot of that emotion that you're kind of getting right now from people, uh, particularly Mavericks fans, I think that it's tied to the Dirk experience. And well, you've been so spoiled for so long, exactly, right? Like it, it it's like Aaron Rodgers succeeded early with Green Bay, mm-hmm. so. Right there, he won the fan base as his own. But if they don't win that Super Bowl, right, and there's three more years of Aaron Rodgers as a top five QB, and they can't get over that hump, right? But it all works because he had the championship, and yep. I, that's that's where I think Luke is going to be. Is we're trending in a dangerous direction where we're going to run him out of the city after his eighth year, and he might even request he might go Anthony Davis. Five, right. six years in, he might just be like, get me out of here. Yeah, I might be halfway through this new deal that he's got now. Yeah, and I hope it doesn't happen, you know, because players of that caliber don't come along often. You know, but I, I've got to admit, even I've been a little upset with it, you know, because it's like he doesn't seem to care physically on the same level as most NBA players. Be- I, and I think I it's... I bet he will as he gets older. Because he's only 22. 22 maybe i just he's not gonna be i mean look at anthony davis he's not gonna be as good in his 30s if he keeps getting hurt when he's young right i mean it like it's it's the one thing that's weird about zion is it's like 
Zion can't stay healthy, and he consistently comes in more overweight than Luca. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, but it's like, what's Zion going to be in his thirties? Is he even going to be in the league? But I, I know as guys get older, they'll probably they start taking care of themselves better because they understand. And Dirk was asked this: is like, you know, when did you really start taking your body seriously? And he said twenty eight. Yeah, that was his number. And it's like that's probably Luca. Luca's going to have been in the year in the league for ten years, yeah. which means we're not even halfway there yet, right? And because think about it, he's basically still a college kid. Like, what college kids are like? Yeah. really taking care of themselves. I mean, he's. Jalen Brunson's age when Jalen Brunson was drafted. Right, right. Like, I mean, it's just the growing pains. Yeah. And having Dirk there for a year, that overlap, I think, is massive. Yes. Versus I think so him well. coming in the next year, Dirk mm-hmm. leaving a year earlier. Now, I did want to share my favorite Dirk story. Please. My favorite, the, the moment is probably the same as everybody else's favorite moment. And it was game two of the finals. 2011. Yes. And me watching with all my friends, so it was like Nick, Austin, Will, Andy, uh, our friend Zach, we we watched like the whole playoffs together. And this was when I quit the NBA. Like I was I was out. I was out for 2 years. Okay. Like, I didn't watch the whole 2010 season. I couldn't tell you a thing about the Spurs series that knocked them out. I didn't even know it was the Spurs. <laughs> uh didn't watch really the whole 2011 season cuz like Dude, they don't... The whole 2006 finals, like, ruined me. And so I didn't even watch, really. So I was like, all right, yeah, whatever. I'll watch the playoffs with you guys. And we weren't even supposed to beat Portland in the first series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swept the defending champion Lakers. Right. They blew the 2-0 lead to, the Port- to Portland. And it was 2-2. Yeah, and then yeah. they won the next two. And it's like, okay, well, okay, great. Then they got the Lakers. Like, oh, there's no way. Yep. They sweep them. Andrew Bynum goes They destroy nuts. them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Andrew Bynum, crazy guy. Um... He fell off the face of the earth. Um, the league passed him by. That was crazy. Um, but yeah, he like did the cheap shot to Berea, mm-hmm. send him out. Um, then they roll the thunder before they were really the thunder. And so they go to game two. We're down 1 0. Having flashbacks to 06. Now I'm super mad because not only did they make the finals, they're playing the same franchise. I know. It, ha- it had a Rangers Yankees feel to it. Oh, I'm just like I cannot, I cannot deal with another loss to the Heat, like anybody else, just anybody else. Well, and of course, it was this Heat team. Yeah, the first year of the Big Three, the first time we've really ever seen a a super team put like this together, just free agency and signing trades. Because Boston had kind of done it with some trades, but these three guys were insane together. And they were just supposed to go eighty-two and zero. Well, not four, not five, not right. six, yeah, not the, seven. The whole lead up to it, everybody hates them, but we really hate them. Like nobody hates the Heat like Dallas fans. Yeah. And now you add this, where that's kind of like the baseline was the big three. Yeah. But ours goes way past that. Yeah. So we're down, and we're down like fifteen in the third period. Dwayne Wade hits the three in the corner, holds it, stares. Mm-hmm. We're all watching Austin's house. I leave. This is all on video too. Well, not this part, but I leave. I go home. I'm done. I'm like, we're about to go down 2-0. It's happening again. To the heels. Yes. I'm like, David Stern is still commissioner. I hate life. <laughs> and we're, it's happening again. And I'm literally just laying in bed. You know, it takes me like three minutes to get home. Mm-hmm. 
laying in bed, not nothing on. Lights aren't on, TV's not on. I'm I'm just staring at the ceiling. Like, why? Why, why, why? Then I hear the TV in the living room. I hear my mom watching. And she starts getting excited. And I run in there and Dirk hits a three, I think, to tie. And I'm like, oh my God, they just had like the greatest comeback in like three minutes I've and ever you seen. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I missed like the three or four minute comeback, which I don't think I watched until like a couple years ago. <laughs> like that portion that I never yeah. saw. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh my God, they just had the game at like ninety thirty or whatever it was. And I hop back in the car <laughs> and I run I drive back to Austin's house and I'm listening to it on the radio and I miss like the two minutes. I walk in the house right as they inbound the ball for the final possession. Wow. Like, it was the most perfect timing ever. Nick sitting on the couch, just holding his phone, recording everything, not saying a word. Nobody knows he's recording. Yeah. You see me walk in on the side. Like, you'll hear the door open, and everybody turns. They're like, oh, my God, is that Tyler? I come running in. Like, yes. Like, we're going nuts <laughs> for me. You see uh, me run up on the right side, right, like, right as kid, like, passes it off to Dirk mm-hmm. on the post. I think it was at the elbow or whatever. And then we all just like get quiet. And then the Dirk lefty lay. He moves that. He, he takes that move. <laughs> and gets by Bosch dude. the greatest move ever. And he just lays it up over him. Oh my God. We were so happy. We go nuts, right? Mm-hmm. The ball's inbounded. The shot goes up by Wade. It is just complete silence. It is the most insane silence I've ever heard. And then it clangs off the rim or whatever. And we just we just run around. We ran outside and like ran down the street. It was like the greatest feeling in the history of the world. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was one game. <laughs> yeah. But it tied the series and changed everything, even though they lost the next game. But Which I was at, by the way. You're at game three? Yep. But if they lose that 86 game. 86 to 84. It's funny how low scoring the games were back I know. <laughs> but if they lose that game, that's it. Yeah, that's church. Yep, you're not winning four out of five. I mean, I thought I thought going down two one was it. Yeah, I I didn't feel good about it then. I thought they had to win all three at home. I didn't feel good about it after game three because you you get the huge win like that Mm -hmm. and it doesn't carry over. They take the momentum back. But that moment, (laughs) it's on video. It's still on Facebook somewhere. It's the greatest moment ever. (laughs) Just because I left, I came back. And the timing of it could not have been perfect. I mean, I was I was hauling ass to get back down these side streets, down the residential area, past Carpenter, past the middle school. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I made it in time for the final twenty seconds or whatever it was, and I wasn't even there a minute. And Dirk made the layup, and uh, Wade tried to fake an injury, of course, on the three. But yeah, that was that was easily my favorite moment, just because of the circumstances, and of course leaving and coming back and missing four minutes of the game. <laughs> they don't come back if I'm watching, mm. guaranteed. Okay, guaranteed. Well, and then it was two years after that the Heat had one of the greatest comebacks in an NBA Finals game. Oh, the game against six. the Spurs. Yeah, with set the Ray Allen three. Yeah, yeah. Because like there were fans that were leaving the stadium and they weren't allowed back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that, I, dude. I don't under I I don't understand leaving a World Series, NBA Finals, NHL Cup, like yeah. stand. Like I do not understand leaving a Super Bowl early. I don't right. care how bad your team's mm-hmm. losing. It's the Super Bowl. It's the end. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, you may. I'm like, and and you know, I I say this in all earnesty. Like, you may never see your team on this stage again, ever. 
Like like the the chances That's that true. you even got the chances you even got a ticket to right. even be there that mm-hmm. day. There is no guarantee that the Rangers will ever make another World Series. Right. There's no guarantee In the Mavs will ever make another NBA Finals. There's no guarantee the Cowboys ever make another Super Bowl. There's no guarantee the Stars ever make a Stanley Cup. Like That's there is true. no guarantee that your team will ever be there again. And, and you're there with them. And if they do, doesn't that transcend losing by 20? Oh yeah, I would stay for sure, or at least until it was at least a couple minutes left. Because like I was at, I was also at. Uh, I, you know, I've had the very good fortune in my life to go to some really big sporting events. I was at World Series Game Three in both 2010 and 2011. Mm-hmm. In 2011, Albert Pujols hit three home runs in one game, yep. and they scored 16 runs. They won like 16 to nine. Oh, yeah. And my section that we were in that was on my birthday was half empty, <laughs> half empty before he hit his third home run. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a diehard Rangers fan. He has a chance of making history, like Reggie Jackson, Babe Ruth style history. Yeah, like nobody cares. I think there was a game this year. I'm I don't know. I listen to so many games, but I think it was a baseball playoff game where I heard the announcer say like, "Oh, fans are leaving now," and but then there was like a comeback. And I'm like, oh my god, they left! Like this is why you don't leave. In my in my opinion, and like the obvious exceptions for like you receive news that a family member's in the hospital or like yeah, like you right, just have to like go. obvious exception of like there's just things more important than sports. If you're the type of fan who will leave if your team's getting blown out of a of a playoff game or a World Series game or an NBA Finals game or a Stanley Cup or a Super Bowl, if you're that type of fan, you do not deserve to go to the game. Period. I agree. You should not be there. Your team doesn't want that level of support. They need someone better than you cheering for them. Because any any fan who thinks that the fans at the at the stadiums don't matter, mm-hmm. you don't understand the game. Well, it matters. Every single sport, the fans matter. And like, if, if you're that type of fan, you should not be there. Straight up, uh, yeah. watch it. Watch it at home and turn it off. You should not be there. You have taken a seat from somebody who is going to appreciate the experience more than you. You should not be there. That's my rant for the day. Happy New Year. <laughs> and a belated Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Go team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go sports. Sports ball. Nah, dude, it just that that sports. irks me. Like on you know, the the Mavs lost, and it is obviously close right down to the end, so nobody left. But the Rangers won in game three in twenty ten. That was the one game that they won in the series, the Mitch mm-hmm. Moreland home run. Instant fan. But like Oh, perfect example. I went to uh, Game 3 of the World Series last year, 2020, mm-hmm. here in Arlington. Mm-hmm. The game There's... was over before I sat down. <laughs> it was over. They gave up 11 runs in the first, in the first inning. inning. Stayed. Yeah. Had to. I mean, at least at that point, you know the game's not going to happen. And if it does, you just witness the greatest thing in the history of the world. Yeah. But, you know, you got to stay, like, especially since we spent money on two tickets. But (laughs) that's the other thing. Like, how are you, like, especially some of these sporting events, like an NBA Finals game or a a Super Bowl, like, those tickets are so... Sorry, it wasn't the World Series, NLCS. Those tickets are so expensive. It's like, you're just pissing away. Yeah thousands of dollars that's why i also don't like going to early rounds because just in case they make it to the final i want to go to that 
Yeah, and so you, you don't want to blow your money on a DS game, right? right? Unless it's you know, if it's like forty bucks or something, sure, I might might go to that because we went to an ALDS game once. I think it was twenty sixteen. But yeah, every year that my team's made it, I've pretty much gone. I didn't go to an NBA Finals game because I didn't care enough because it was the NBA. But I just I wanted the Heat to lose more than I wanted the Maps to win. And then I felt good for Dirk. But yeah, I've pretty much gone every year because I went to a World Series game in 2011. I went to the ALDS game in 2016. Uh, NFL's harder, especially with Super Bowl. Like, yeah. It's pretty much impossible. It's such an exclusive ticket. Um, and then you have to fly somewhere because it's never in your... Well, until last year, it's never in your home stadium. Um, and then, yeah, the last two years I went to Braves playoff games which is actually the only baseball game I've seen at the new ballpark. Um, and 2020, you couldn't even go to the Stanley Cup Finals. That's right. Couldn't even go. Yep. The Stars made it. We couldn't even go. Yep. <laughs> oh, I was so bummed. I was like, yeah, this would be the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. It, it is. Th- I would have been there. It's not guaranteed, man. Nope. I've been fortunate enough. I thought about this when the Braves won. Every one of my teams has made a championship in the last decade. Wow, all of them. That's amazing. Like that because there are so because there are New York sports fans out there. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. The Yankees haven't even made it since they won the uh, World Series in '09. Right. And I was thinking, man, like all my, you know, if you include the two baseball teams, that's five teams that have made it in ten years. Eleven, if you count 2010 with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. It's like all of them have made it almost twice. Yeah. You know, like that's insane. That's so hard to do. And I was thinking, like, I knew the Braves were going to win because my record was so bad. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm like two and five or something. Yeah. It's, like, it's got to even out a little bit. We got we to gotta get a closer to 500 here. Like. Yeah. Well, I think it's fitting that, you know, one of the first things that we talked about tonight was, you know, don't take things for granted. Like, you don't know how much time you have. Right. And, and that's how we're finishing as well. It's like, hey, right. it's just money. Yeah. If you're, if your teams make it that far, like, got to find a way to go. If you can, gotta find a way. Like I will now, always find a way. I wouldn't say go into debt for it, but like, oh no, yeah, don't don't sell the mortgage. <laughs> but you know, like those types of experiences don't happen, and like we really gotta be thankful for them, appreciate them, and do what we can to experience them when they come along. Oh yeah, like going being to two World Series games now, two LCS games. Oh yeah, I went to the LCS game that year too in 2011. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've been to two of each in each league. Most of them here, <laughs> uh, you know, and all the random play stars playoff games and Rangers playoff games. Well, there you go. That's how you turn a rant into some something wholesome that we yeah. can end the show with. Just go to your team's games when they make it. But, like, actually want to be there. Yeah, enjoy right? it. Yeah. Cheer the heck on, man. Yeah, Boo the- Altuve. Well, I booed the heck out of him, man, and I enjoyed it. God we knows, were down two nothing the entire game. God knows they need you, <laughs> and he had a home run that game. <laughs> He's so good, it bothers me. He sucks. They didn't even make it to a game seven, and with that, we are done for the night. Catch you next week. <laughs>